If you're just taking your same base resume and throwing it out there and then throwing it out there and then throwing it out there and nothing's working. Player 324, eliminated. Time to change your approach. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Want to jump right into today's question? Comes from Jim. Jim didn't say what state he's in, and you might be able to tell why from his question. Jim asks, Hey, Brian, big fan of your podcast. I have a professor who is advising us to have multiple versions of our resume. I'm a junior in college. He gave us this advice, but he couldn't really explain why. I pressed him on why, and he said he heard you talk about it on one of your podcasts. So I'd like to ask you, why should we have multiple versions of our resume? So Jim, I had to take this question because I think it's kind of funny that your professor cited me but didn't really listen to why. Um, That is kind of funny. And I can understand why you didn't say what state you're in because it might let your professor know. And Jim's enough of a, you know, common name that nobody's going to be able to pin it down to you. So we'll keep your secret right here. But let's get into this conversation because it is super important. First, we need to give a little bit of background. You know, resumes are an extremely subjective thing, but it's one of the most important documents you will work on. Uh, Don Costante, who was a guest on this show and worked for the Kansas City Royals for a really long time, said, and I love this quote, he said, your resume is the most important document you'll ever create. And I think there's some, some reason to believe that. I think there's some reason to agree with that. Resumes are subjective. Every person that looks at it may interpret the information differently or the setup or the format or anything like that. So it's hard to tell people this is the best way to do something, but there are best practices you should follow. And we outline a lot of those. I've talked about those a lot in the past. We don't need to go through them in great detail at this time. But once you build your resume, remember your resume is what will get you through applicant tracking systems. What does all this mean? Applicant tracking systems are systems programs, software that large organizations and mid-sized organizations, even some small organizations use to manage their process of hiring. So if they put out a job and then they get in 500 applicants, it goes through the applicant tracking system and they can set up filters to say, show me all the people that applied for this job that match these 10 skills. Here's the results. And then they can manage these results through the entire flow of hiring and interviewing and all those processes. So it's an automated way of working your way through the hiring process. Most organizations use this because it streamlines the process. But what I hope you heard in there is that they're looking for the skills that match the job. So they're taking your resume and comparing it to the job that they have and they're offering. And if it's close to a match, they get a score back on that and they then pursue a phone interview or whatever may be their first step in their process. So you create your resume and you should have a base version of your resume. Think of it like an NFL team. They have a base defense. They play a base 3-4, right? Or something of that nature. Play a base 4-3. That's their standard setup. In between every game, though, they have new things they add to attack that particular opponent new blitz packages, new uh, coverages in the, in the secondary, new ways of approaching. So that's what you need to do. You need to apply that same technique. So you create your base resume, and that is your, your, your perfect, really good version of yourself. It's emblematic of who you are on, on a sheet of paper, right? The skills you've acquired, the metrics, the details, those super, super good points of your skills and really elaborating upon that. But then you go to apply for another job 
and you see that they've kind of emphasized some different things. Well, you need to customize that. You need to make a specialized version for that particular job because what one job emphasizes as a point of interest or a point of need for them may be different than another one. And recruiters spend, I mean, I know we're talking somewhat about getting to the ATS system and making sure that aligns, but also recruiters spend six seconds looking at your resume. You got to make sure you highlight things in the right way. So I'll give you a for example. Let's say you have like four jobs on your resume and you wanted to stay to one page. And for one of your jobs, you took off a skill of knowing Photoshop or utilizing Photoshop. But then you're applying for a job where that's important. Make the change, upload that, put that in there and put it near the top because you know that's important. You want to make sure it gets seen. So raise up your bullet points. Sometimes you may just be moving things around a little bit, but these subtle changes can make a difference in how your skill set gets quantified by the ATS. So a little bit of extra effort to customize that and make it fit can really go a long way. It's, a, it's an important extra step to make sure you're aligned with the opportunity that you're applying for. It's not hard, but you should do it. Take that extra bit of time. Now, you actually have to go one layer deeper than that, too. You want to have one version of your resume that's really pretty. I feel pretty. Well-formatted, well-structured, appealing to the eye. And that may be really good that you have to give to somebody when you're at a conference or an event or you're at a job fair or something of that nature. You want to hand it to somebody directly, want to look really good. And then you also, maybe you want to use that as an email attachment. You know, you're emailing for somebody and you upload a PDF or you attach a PDF of your good looking resume. But if you are applying in a online way, Anytime you're doing an online application and there's a request for you, a request for you to upload your, your uh, resume, you don't want to use that pretty formatted version. You don't want to use that PDF because the systems, the ATS systems, can't interpret that data. They see things like columns and it messes up the entire format. The ATS systems read from left to right. So if you have columns, they're going to read broken sentences going across from left to right. It's going to jumble up the whole thing, and it makes it really hard for the system to interpret. Also, certain formatting things that you may put can mess with the way the applicant tracking system formulates that information and processes it. Okay, so what you want to do is you want to have a more boring version of your resume, too. A very clean formatted resume, no columns, straight left to right, easy to read bullet points, you know, everything really cohesive. And it may look less appealing. You may look at it and be like, this doesn't look that great. Looks pretty bad. But the information is what the ATS is looking for. The first thing the applicant tracking system does is strip out all the information. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Strip out all the formatting. Okay. So when it does that, you want to make sure your information is still being presented in the right way. Because remember, they're looking for your skill sets. You want to make sure those things are happening. So really, by the end of this process, you're going to have a base version of your resume that will be your default version. That's like your base defense. But for every job that you're being intentional about, I don't want you to just start randomly applying for things and hoping magic happens. I want you to go about it in a very systematic way. I want you to find jobs that you're a good match for and then be able to say, I can make a couple of tweaks to my resume, highlight some of the things that I'm really good at, make sure that I've emphasized these points, send off this version of my resume that's formatted well for an ATS, and now we're talking. Now you're making that 10% difference in your application process, and that can be what knocks you over the top of somebody else, gets you noticed, gets you in the consideration set. Now, what's really cool about this, and part of the reason I bring it up is one of my favorite parts of our site. 
On Work in Sports, we have a tool called iScore. And what it can do is you upload your resume and then it will compare your resume to jobs that are out there and give you some suggestions to say, hey, hey. If you made these tweaks, if you added these things, if you could increase this the the conversation you're having about this skill set, you'll score higher as as the ATS would see you. And that's a really important tool to maximize each application. If you're just taking your same base resume and throwing it out there and then throwing it out there and then throwing it out there and nothing's working. Player 324 eliminated. Time to change your approach. So I want you to go at this in a more intentional way. It's not about applying everywhere. It's applying for the right jobs and taking that little bit of extra effort to make sure you customize that experience for the ATS, applicant tracking system, but also for that particular job. And if you're going somewhere where you're just going to be handing out resumes, have a nice pretty version that's on any PDF, cool colors, nice formatting. Maybe you do use columns. Maybe you break things up a little bit. That's totally fine when you're handing it to somebody, but you don't want that to be the version you submit to eight applicant tracking systems. So if you go at it that way, Jim, and everybody else listening, where you go at it intentionally, where you're not just attaching resumes and throwing them out there, you're putting a little extra effort into it, that can be a differentiator for you. And that is a really important step that not enough people take advantage of. So please, please, please do that. Also have some really good news for you, Jim, and for everybody else listening. Coming up on Wednesday, Jason Lockonfora. Yes, you've heard that name before. You know that name before. CBS, NFL, the NFL Today Insider. Before that, NFL Network, NFL Insider, Washington Post, Detroit Free Press. This guy is amazing. We have a really super cool conversation. It has nothing to do with John Gruden. It has to do with you know, breaking into the industry and building your brand for yourself and really stepping out there and taking on challenges. It's so inspirational. He is a great guy to listen to and learn from. So work on your resume, you know, in the next couple of days, make sure you get this plan down for how to customize things and make them really stand out. And then plan on listening to Jason LaConfora coming up on Wednesday on the Work in Sports podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're putting a lot of effort into that channel and starting to build out some really cool content there with our content team. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, rate, review, subscribe. We want to continue to build our audience. We love having you here, but we want to continue to grow as well. So thank you for listening. And I hope that helped you out, Jim. See you guys on Wednesday. 